1: Thanks for downloading the free and ad supported version of Cubs Pod, which is actually three daily Cubs podcasts smashed into one episode. But Cubs Pod is actually a daily Cubs podcast, which is released every single day during the Cubs season on our Patreon page, completely ad-free at patreon.com slash sunranto. In fact, you'll get all Sunranto shows early and ad-free on our private premium RSS feed. Plus, you'll get access to our private Discord group where we host game watches and Cubs fan chats with the Super Ranters. Join us for as little as $1 at patreon.com slash sunranto. Please support independent Cubs media like us and subscribe at patreon.com/sunranto we can't do it without you thank you and enjoy this version that is ad supported of cubs pod hello and welcome to cubs pod a bleacher bunch production on the fans first network your daily dose of Digestible Cubs content. I'm your host, Danny Rocket, and I'm here to tell you what's happening right now in the world of the Chicago Cubs on May 13th, 2023. First of all, thank you so much to all of you who showed up at the birthday pregame show uh, where we had Sarah Sanchez and Crawley and Michael Cotton and my mom, uh, all on the show to talk about the current state of the Cubs and the week that was. And then we went over on to the Discord and all hung out over there. And we watched the Cubs beat the Twins 6-2 to in what ended up being a pretty joyous occasion. Had a great time hanging out with you all. So thanks for all of you who, A, support us on Patreon, and B, showed up to hang out at the Game Watch. This game uh, featured Sonny Gray, and Drew Smiley, Sonny Gray, is one of the Twins' best pitchers, and he showed it right away. Uh, four strikeouts in the first couple of innings, uh, although I really feel like a, two of those strikeouts were total BS. Um, they, Wisdom got struck, struck out on a pitch that was outside and high, and pretty obviously so, like it wasn't that close. And then Mervis got called for a swing that just didn't happen. Um, so it was it was pretty rough going for the Cubs as far as facing Gray. They really, they didn't get any, well, they got one run off of him, but that was it. Um, they struck out a whole heck of a lot against Gray. Overall, he had nine Ks and um, half of them were in the first two innings. The Twins began scoring pretty much right away in the second inning. Um but it was not Drew Smiley's fault. He pitched pretty well in this game, actually. Uh, Morel, he had an error, but they didn't call it an error. He got to a ball that was kind of a chopper up the middle. He made kind of a weird leap, like he got kind of caught in between, and then when he went to throw the ball, he threw it away. And um, it wasn't an error on this little Kyle Farmer chopper, but it probably should have been. It was I don't know why they how they can justify not calling that an error, but they did not. Uh, then a ground rule double from Will Castro made it second and third, and then Wisdom fielded a ball and threw home to Gomes. Gomes kind of missed it or was starting his tag before it was time to start your tag. He didn't ever really caught the ball, and the ball went skipping away, and that was their first run of the game. Um, that a sack fly made it two to nothing. And that's where it sat for a moment. Until the fourth inning when Dansby took a walk, Hap doubled, and a Seiya Suzuki sack fly uh, drove him in. Um, Wisdom then singled, but uh, Mervis grounded out to end it there. There were a few pitch timer violations, including one in the bottom of the fourth here when Willie Castro got called on a uh automatic strikeout is what it's listed as in the uh, box score here or in the summary uh, the kind of interesting to see morel also had a pitch timer violation started with strike one uh but we'll get to morel and his heroics later on i don't care about a pitch timer violation i hate the pitch clock too but you look cool in a nose ring christopher um then uh in the fifth the twins did make a little noise But the Cubs got Correa to ground into a double play. And in the bottom of the fifth, Dansby struck out to start the inning. And then they removed Sonny Gray from the game uh, with his nine strikeouts and one walk and his 139 ERA. And I'm sure the Cubs were pretty glad to see him go because they only got four hits on him. And I'm looking at how many pitches he had. That's 94 pitches. So I guess it makes sense that you were going to bring him out anyway. But all right, whatever. The modern game is like this. Maybe they're just going to live to play another day. But if you're sitting there in a two-to-one ball game and you remove your ace from the game in the fifth inning, uh, you just have an average bullpen. Good luck. Good luck because your team isn't scoring runs. So you better be keeping your best pitcher in all the time. And they didn't, and they lost. And that's kind of how that went for them. Um, but spoiler alert, I guess. Uh, the game marched along until the top of the 7th when a uh, w- Wisdom single and a Mervis double uh, scored Wisdom. And, uh, that man, that was almost a home run. He, Mervis hit it to the deepest part of the park. And that's um, 4'11", I think, out there to center field. And it, the ball kind of hit the warning track and then got stuck under the wall. So he's not that fast. Like, and sometimes it plays like that. If you're really motoring, you could get the third. But, yeah, we realized something last night on the Game Watch that Mervis isn't the speediest of characters. But the Cubs tied it right there. And then Mancini came up, and he had a little pop-up that ended up dropping in. I guess Taylor was pretty deep in center field because I thought he was going to get to that ball. But it just popped in there, dropped in. And then in a move that really pissed off, Sarah Sanchez last night on the game hang. Miles Mastroboni came in a pinch run for (laughs) Trey Mancini. Who is the DH in this game? So now you have a pretty weak hitting, well, at least so far we've seen him to be weak hitting. He did great in AAA, but we all know that AAA and the big leagues are two different things. But now in a really close game, well, at this point it's tied, you have... Taken a bat out of your lineup and replaced a non-bat, but David Ross cannot help himself. Gomes then came up and singled in Mervis, and the Cubs went up three to two. Master Mastrobone did not figure in to running. In fact, he just got out later in the game with a fly ball. At least he hit it into the outfield. Alzalai came in in the seventh inning, and he did well. He he had a leadoff walk in the eighth only, but Carlos Correa hit into yet another double play. What a bust this guy has been. I mean, he's batting under 200. Uh, the Twins, they paid all that money. There was the concern about his health. And then, I guess the Twins don't care about that that much, but they care now because he's batting under 200. And he's not hurt. Imagine if he was. The uh, Cubs got a double from Suzuki and a walk with two outs in the eighth, but Mervis struck out to uh, end the threat. And that's where it stayed until the ninth where Gomes walked and then Morrell hit the farthest hit ball of the season for the Chicago Cubs. And it was an opposite field, absolute tank to the upper deck how is this man languishing in the minor leagues for the first month of the season? I'll never understand it. Um, but he is—he he led off this game, had two hits, including this absolute tank. Um, he did it while wearing a nose ring and looking cooler than everybody else on the field. So I'm just, I'm loving what I'm seeing out of Chris morell Just an incredible, he's my favorite. That's all I have to say. He is my absolute favorite. The Cubs then added another run when Dansby walked. Hap singled, and then Cody Bellinger hit a sack fly. Saya Suzuki grounded out, and there would be no more runs to be had in the top of the ninth inning. Mark Leiter Jr. came in and replaced Alzelay. I thought maybe they'd let him roll, but he was out there high five, and He got his two innings of work in, did a great job. In, came, in comes Mark Leiter Jr., got two ground outs and a fly out, and that was all she wrote. In this game, Smiley really did rebound from what was a rough start last time out there when his pitches weren't really working, although the Cubs did win that game. Gave up two runs on four hits, four strikeouts, six innings pitched, although I don't think those runs really belonged to him. As I said before, Christopher Morrell made an ill-advised horrible throw after making a nice stop. It was called a hit. Shouldn't have been. So great job by Smiley! Great job by Ian Happ. Three hits, nine eleven OPS right now, and Matt Mervis got his batting average up to two hundred. Nowhere to go but up here, folks. Nowhere to go but up. Today at one o'clock central time, Hayden Wizneski, two and one with a three ninety three, is going up against Joe Ryan. 5-1 and one with a 245, And Hayden Wisniewski, he did really well his last time out. In fact, his last couple times out have been really good, almost identical lines against Washington and Miami. Six innings pitched, five hits, one run. Uh, the only real difference, no walks. The only real difference in this uh, line is that against Miami, On May 7th, he had six strikeouts, and against Washington, he only had two. So we haven't seen a repeat of that Wisniewski we saw last year who was just striking out everybody. uh, His high on the season so far is seven against Oakland, so do with that what you will. But he's, I mean, he's locking. With Kyle Hendricks knocking on the door here and about to take his job, or maybe it's more Tyone's job that's really on the bubble, because uh, he's only given you three innings, and it's not even good. Um, But Kyle Hendricks is working his way back, and I don't see how you remove Hayden Wisneski if he's give, giving you six innings in one run. I just don't see how you do it. But we've had a lot of head-scratcher decisions this year. There actually are a couple of twins who have seen Hayden Wisniewski. Kyle Farmer and Donovan Solano both saw him when they were Reds, and they did okay. Not a lot to see. Um. Farmer's one for five. It's a double. And Donovan Solano's two for five. And he's got a strikeout. So really tiny s- sample size there. Joe Ryan has emerged this year as one of the better pitchers with his 245 ERA. And that matches his FIP for the most part with a 282 f- on the FIP. Um, last time he was out there, he did give up eight hits against Cleveland, two earned runs. Um, But yeah, he hasn't given up more than 4 runs and that was all the way back on April 8th against Houston and he struck out 10 twice this year against the Yankees and Houston. So uh that's the same game actually he struck out uh, 10 in a game he gave up his highest number of runs as well. So heck of a pitcher Joe Ryan had a lot of success this year. The Cubs have seen him a little bit similar small sample size. Uh Tucker Barnhart is 2 for 5 but who knows if he's even going to play it in this game when you have basically Babe Ruth as uh, your catcher and Jan Gomes. I mean, dude's just on fire to start this season. Uh, Eric Hosmer has a dong, so you know that Hap's going to put him in there. One for two. Uh, Trey Mancini's two for three. Overall, not a lot to see, but the Cubs do have some hits off of him. They're slashing in only 26 plate appearances. 345 423 5.22 for a 9.45 OPS. Let's hope that does not even out today and we can pad those numbers and the Cubs keep marching and can get another win. Um, it's going to be, uh, I thought it was going to rain. Looks like it's not going to 73 degrees out there today. Should be a nice day to watch some baseball, even though it's overcast. But you, I was at a game in, I believe it was June in uh, Minneapolis, and it was hot. It was so hot. So you don't, there's a lot of exposure. At that stadium, especially where we were sitting, and it was hard to watch the game because we were so hot. So maybe it's good that it's overcast and a little cooler today. So um, it'll be gray, but you'll be comfy. Well, uh, once again, thank you everybody who showed up to my birthday little hang last night. That was a lot of fun. Really appreciate every single one of you. And uh, let's we're gonna do it again n- next Friday, which I don't have the date in front of me. I- believe it's the 19th yeah it's the 19th we will be hanging out uh same thing just an hour earlier five o'clock for the uh, pre-game show and then six o'clock for the game hang maybe i'll order another pizza although i don't know they're getting it too expensive to order if you up your patreon pledge then yes i will order another pizza for my favorite pizza place but This point I paid $50 for a pizza and some wings and a and a damn Pepsi. Like that's just too much. So there it is. There is your Cubs pod for May 13th. Let's hope the Cubs get another W and spuggle. All over Chicagoland, there are thirsty, frazzled, overworked Cubs podcasters who are struggling to survive one more baseball season in the dog-eat-dog world of unpaid content creation. But it doesn't have to be this way. You can make a difference. Become a super renter at patreon.com/sunranto, where your support ensures that poor, sad, pathetic, ugly, loser Cubs podcasters can pay for tickets and beer and in turn line the pockets of the baseball oligarch Ricketts family. Just $1 a month can buy a scorecard, $5 a month can pay for guitar strings to write a Cubs song, and $10 a month almost buys one beer at Wrigley Field. Cubs content creators are the lowest pieces of pond scum garbage that slither over the face of this planet. But super ranters help them get drunk and screw off at baseball games. What do you get out of it? The Sun Ranto Show delivered to your podcatcher without stupid advertisements like the one you're seeing and hearing right now. Plus, at other Super Rantor levels, you can get Cubs music, access to private Sun Ranto pages, the Rantor calendar, and special thanks and Rantor recognition in our live broadcasts, plus eligibility for monthly prizes. What does Sun Ranto get out of it? Your money for tickets and beer. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto. And become a super rantor today.
0: It is Sunday, May 14th also known in the United States as Mother's Day. And this is Cubs Pod. My name is Michael Cotton, and I am bringing you your daily dose of Cubs content. It is a Bleacher Bunch production for the fans' first network. On Saturday, the Cubs faced off against the Minnesota Twins up in Minneapolis at Target Field. It was rainy, so there was a delay, and they showed up late to work. It is questionable whether the Cubs showed up at all, but the Twins were definitely there. Joe Ryan was on the mound for the Twins, and he is having an excellent season, Uh, and he was facing off against the Wes. Hayden Wisniewski, who is having... A bit of a roller coaster of a season. He seems to go up and down, and uh, he is coming off of a fairly good start. That would not necessarily be the case on this day. In the first inning, the only thing that the Cubs did that was interesting was that Ian Happ got an infield single when he ripped the ball right back to Ryan. Ryan, thinking he had the ball in his glove, Started moving towards first base to throw it, but the glove had the ball had actually hit in his glove and then popped out. It was kind of funny, it was a bit of the old uh hidden ball trick on himself. So, I don't know, I thought it was interesting, thought it was funny. Uh, almost made you feel like, oh, maybe you know, some good things are going to happen for the Cubs in this game. Well, you would have been wrong about that in the bottom of the first. Joey Gallo was leading off for the Twins, and he uh, hit a 1-2 and count pitch really high. And I mean really high. So high that when Suzuki caught it, you could see him kind of look over at Bellinger like, wow, that was really high. But an out is an out, and you don't really worry about it, except for that was actually a little bit of a precursor to what was to come next. Because Alex Kirilov also hit the ball very high in the air, only uh, he got all of it and it went out. It was an opposite field, dong to left. And it was one nothing. Twins solo shot, first inning. Look, John Lester used to do that all the time. It's not necessarily a big deal. Uh, you know, the Wes got out of there. Cubs are only down by one. No big deal let's get going. Suzuki got that message, leads off the inning with a double. It was not your typical double because the ball barely made it into the outfield, but it was just far enough to bring Gordon in from center and just over Polanco's head second, and uh, the ball kind of kicked away. So Saya uh, realizing that nobody was expecting him to take that extra base, went for it. Uh, really heads up base running, got into second. If he had not made it, oh my god, we we have killed him for that decision. But he knew what he was doing, got there, and being aggressive, getting the extra base—that's what you want to see out of the guy, uh, and you hope that it was going to spark the team to get going. You know, leadoff, double, guy uh, at second scoring position, all that stuff. Yeah, not so much. The Mash brothers, Morell and Mervis both struck out and Hosmer dinked one to third base. The Wes sat the Twins down in order in the second inning. Things were feeling somewhat good. I'm telling you, this game, it didn't feel crazy at first, Despite the final score early, early on, it kind of felt like Cubs had some opportunities. They just could not get anything together offensively and Wisniewski was not going to hold up beyond the second inning. In the third, the Cubs had two leadoff singles, guys at first and second, runners in scoring position. Ready to, you know, make some noise, get caught up here. It's only one nothing. Let's get going. And no, oh, Dansby Swanson strikes out, Ian Hap. Oh, sorry, Dansby flied out, Ian Hap struck out, and Cody Bellinger flied out. Threat canceled two innings in a row. The third inning was when the wheels fell off for Wisniewski. Uh, He gave up a double to Willie Castro to lead off the inning. He walked Ryan Jeffers. And then Joey Gallo, you remember, he hit a ball so high that Seiya Suzuki was surprised by it in the first inning. Yeah, he got unlucky with that one because he was seeing the Wes well. And in this at-bat, he got all of it, and it went out. But hey, luckily for us, nothing kills a rally like a three-run homer, except for when it doesn't. Alex Kirilov obviously loves to face uh, Hayden Wesneski because he went back-to-back with Joey Gallo and with himself because that was his second home run of the day in as many bats. So with no outs yet recorded in the inning, the Twins had already hit two homers and scored four against Wesneski. He was able to get out of this inning without any more damage. At least he struck out Correa, Polanco lined out, Trevor Larnock got a single, and then uh, but then Wes got Nick Gordon out and got out of that inning. Down five to nothing. Say Suzuki up in the fourth to lead off the inning gets a walk, doing uh, some pretty good things at the plate on this day unfortunately nobody else could bring him around morell flied out Mervis struck out and Hosmer flied out at this point maybe we were wondering if Wesneski would go back out there in the fourth um but yeah Ross sent him back out there I mean he's was getting crushed by these guys a little bit but I guess that was just the top of the order the bottom of the order not so much so Ross sent him back out there. And uh, I mean, he he came through. He kind of got them in order. Uh, he got the first two guys with weak contact, and then uh he actually hit Ryan Jeffers with a pitch. So, you know, a little bit more of this, like not a ton of control. Uh, but then Wesneski caught Jeffers trying to steal a little bit too early he threw over to Dansby Swanson they got Jeffers kind of hung up Swanson to Mervis and Mervis tags him out so look I mean yes they were down five nothing but it was still you know it's it's early in the game and there were still some like interesting things happening some of the the Cubs were getting things done you just kind of man what I'm trying to say is the game wasn't completely out of control, even though they were down five, nothing, but you know what? When the offense takes the day off, you can't win if you don't score. And the Cubs really seem to struggle bringing guys in when they have opportunities. Anyway, uh, the Wes goes back out there for the fifth and you know he gets a ground out from Joey Gallo because for the first time in this game, Gallo didn't really crush a ball, but Wesneski's nemesis Alex Kirilov hit a ground rule double down the left field line, and then with two outs, Jorge Polanco hit a home run to right field, and yeah. Now the game was done. Now that would now it really felt like the Cubs backs were broken on that one. You could have shut the game off after this like because now it's 7-0 Wesneski did get the next guy out but even if you had any hope to this point you were still hanging on because there were some interesting things happening. You were done at this point. The Cubs were not going to make your day any brighter. It is like a Frank Chance postcard, a message of hope and doom. Joe Ryan's final inning of work was the sixth, and all he did was strike out the side in order, Hap, Bellinger, Suzuki. Like I said, all hope was lost after that last inning. Joe Ryan finally left this game uh, in the seventh. Giovanni Moran took his place, and Christopher Morell hit a single. Uh, Mervis struck out. Hosmer walked, so now we've got first and second, and Tucker Barnhart singled out to Willie Castro in left field. And despite a pretty good throw, Morrell scored from second base on the hit. That is not an easy ball to score on, but the kid is fast. I love Christopher Morel. I love that he's doing well in the big leagues again. So, you know, uh, uh, one bright spot for this game was that, unfortunately, it was too little, too late. In the Twins' half of the seventh inning, Carlos Correa, who is hitting under 10, 200 right now got a hold of it and uh, hit his sixth home run Crush one out to left field now the most interesting part to me about this was a Cubs fan out there took his hat off and caught the home run on the fly in his hat I'm telling you that's amazing that is just go out and throw a ball in the air. And try and catch it in your ball cap. That is a tough thing to do, much less a rocket of a home run hit out to you and you're not a major league player. I'm sorry. So impressed with that Cubs fan out there catching that ball. Anyway, Twins up 8 nothing at that point. Anyway, Joey Gallo would do a little more damage later in this game and then... Just to add insult to injury, Correa ripped a ball down the third base line that actually hit the third base and flew up in the air so that there's really no play to be made at first. Swanson grabs it out of the air, throws it home. The throw went wide. The Twins scored again, and then there was your final score, 11-1. to It was just, you know... That was the word I mean, that was kind of just... If you were still watching at this point, first off, why? And second, oh my God, that was just... It was the final... I mean, it really was the final nail in the coffin because they didn't score again after that. But it was just... I mean, this, that was just so brutal to see such an odd play go in the Twins' favor when we had just... I don't know. Okay. I'm done. I'm moving on. I'm going to move on. Let's talk about the game today. The mother's day game in Minneapolis, the Cubs have Marcus Stroman and his wonderful 2.28 ERA taking the mound. Unfortunately, Stroman is two and three on the season because the Cubs don't back him up with runs. I hope that changes today. Uh, he has not seen a lot of these guys too much, uh, Correa has eight at-bats against Stroman and is hitting 375, which isn't great, but uh, Kyle Farmer has seen him 11 times. That's the most on the Twins, and he's only hitting 182, so that's good. Of course, Farmer does have a home run. Joey Gallo has seen him six times. He has three hits. One of those was a home run, and from what we saw yesterday, Gallo is seeing the ball fairly well. So let's hope uh, that ends. For the Twins, uh, they are sending out 12-year-old pitching phenom Louis Varland. Uh, I only say he's 12 years old because he looks like a very, very young person who probably needed his mother to bring him to the game today. Louis Varland is 25 years old. He got called up last year uh, through 26 innings, had a 3.81 ERA last year in five starts. So, you know, he got a little uh, taste of it last year, did fairly well. Uh, this year he has three starts. He has a 4.32 ERA over 16.2 innings. So not quite so good this season but he really only looks kind of bad because the rest of the pitchers on the staff are so much better than him. He's really, it doesn't look that bad. But hopefully the Cubs can, uh, you know, square him up a little bit today. Weather permitting, this game will start at 1-10 Chicago Standard Time. Uh, it is a little drizzly right now in Minneapolis if you're up there. Uh, But it's supposed to clear up by one, so they should be able to get this game going when it's supposed to get going. Uh, If you are going, they are giving away 10,000 Mother's Day tote bags. Now, you might think that it's only for mothers. No, it's for the first 10,000 fans regardless of whether you're a man, woman, child, doesn't matter. First 10,000 fans get a Mother's Day tote bag. You would also think, oh, it's Mother's Day, it's a tote bag, like maybe it's pink, maybe it has something. Nope, it just says Twin Cities, it is white. There is nothing special about this other than uh, your mother knowing that you forgot to get her a gift, skipped off to the baseball game, and then brought her this piece of crap. But hopefully, you didn't do that. Hopefully, if you went to this game, she's with you and you put something really nice inside of that tote bag for her on Mother's Day. But that's going to be it for me. Danny's got you tomorrow, and I am out at home. Spugog!
1: Hey Cubs fans, at Amazon.com do you buy lots of stuff? stuff. Why not support the Sunranto Show by shopping through sunranto.com slash All you gotta do is fill your cart at Amazon with lots of stuff. Then before you check out with all of that wonderful stuff, head on over to sunranto.com slash and click any of our on links before you buy your stuff. Check out like you normally would with all that beautiful stuff. And the Sun Ranto Show will get a small kickback because of the stuff you bought. And you'll be helping in the Sun Ranto Show buy all the stuff. We need to stay on the air talking about the Cubs and could win a monthly prize if some of your stuff is chosen for Amazon stuff. of the month. And if you win, we'll send you more stuff. Sunranto.com slash stuff. That address again is sunranto.com slash stuff. Hi, and welcome to Cubs Pod, a Bleacher Bunch production on the Fans First Network, your daily dose of digestible Cubs content. I'm your host, Danny Rocket, and I'm here to tell you what's happening right now in the world of the Chicago Cubs on May 15th, 2023. Well, throw Bill's DVR in the garbage, burn the garbage, and then... Take the burnt remains of that garbage to the landfill and cover it up with more garbage because that was a stinker. The Cubs lost 16-3 in what is now known as the Mother's Day Massacre. We got our butts kicked for the second time in a row, and instead of going through The details of how this exactly happened, as we usually do on Cubs pod, I figured I'd save us all a little bit of time because nobody wants to hear about the Cubs getting their butts kicked, Um, but we will talk a little bit about um, the idiosyncrasies of this game that allowed us to get our butts kicked. Uh, Stroh did not have it. You could tell right away. Things got off to a really bad start. Stroh had to dance out of the fire right there in the first inning. Gave up a single, a double, and two walks. Danced out of the fire, only the one run. But this game was pretty much over by the third inning when a seven-run third by the Twins made it 8 to nothing. Stroh ended up going 2.2 innings. Six runs were charged to him. Rucker came in, could not stop the bleeding, and there's your ball game I mean after that you knew you kind of weren't coming back the I mean this was not like that fluke no maybe it was a fluke that that comeback that the Cubs had a couple weeks ago at Wrigley Field when Nellie V hit the Grand Slam this was not that game you kind of knew it wasn't if you turned off this game at eight nothing and went in and, and enjoyed your Sunday and did something else you were a smart person because this did not get any better. Uh, in fact, the uh, Twins scored double the amount of runs than eight. They scored 16 runs. They had a seven-run eighth as well. Three, unfortunately, kept coming out of the hand of Michael Fulmer, who just doesn't have it this year. Completely untrustworthy. Nothing's going right for this guy. Not even in garbage time. Can he get anything done? Uh, The other four runs were given up by Miles, Mr. Boner. Uh, So you can uh, imagine how the game had gone off the rails to the point where Miles, Master Boner was uh, pitching. Nothing was good about anything that happened except Christopher freaking Morrell, an upper deck blast. I mean, I can't believe this guy languaged. Lang- languished i can't believe <laughs> i can't believe this guy languished in the minor leagues for a month just doing exactly what he's doing now which is hitting monster shots just absolutely killing baseballs seeing it as well as anybody has ever seen it in the history of the sport and they're like nah he strikes out too much who cares i don't care how he gets out suzuki hits into double plays uh, but not but not today. Today, he homered. And in fact, I think Suzuki might be getting it back. He had a double the other day. I like what I'm seeing from, say, Suzuki lately. See, if we just complain enough, they get it together. And then they figure it out because they're like, we can't let down Danny and the gang. So that's what happened there. Uh, Suzuki finally responding um, to my criticism. He homered. That was a line drive homer, though, that he hit. It was. It got out in a real hurry. Uh, yeah, pretty incredible. Um, Mervis, there's a positive: two hits in this game, and the Cubs did not commit an error. Also, uh, David Ross, uh, for some reason, decided to not get thrown out of this game. If I were him, I just wouldn't have come back from yesterday. In fact, a lot of people calling for that. Get David Ross out of here. Um, it's it, It's not going well. And, I, and it's not really the lineups. I mean, there's always an excuse with this guy, with David Ross. I mean, today's lineup was fine, you know. Uh, for one, uh, Madrigal was batting last, which that makes a heck of a lot of sense. And for another, Eric Hosmer did not play today. But uh, it didn't matter. The offense, they would have had to score a million runs to overcome the, the total crap show Um, sorry, I guess, can we, can we swear on Cubs pod? Even at, in a 16 to three loss, you'd think we could swear on Cubs pod, but I'll, I'll hold it back. Um, no, just absolutely terrible. That, that was awful. Last two days were awful. Did not like what I saw. And, uh, we're losing to the twins, my man, which is what I told Tom Ricketts back in the day. So throw this into the landfill along with Bill's DVR. Cover it up with more garbage. Never to be looked at again. What a terrible game. I hope this is the worst game of the year. That's all we can hope is that it does not get any worse than this. Because this was terrible. So, uh, I don't know. That, that, that's, you know what, that's it. That's all I'm going to talk about this game. Um, let's talk about the Astros. Because that's who we're playing next. Cubs go to Houston. Houston. They just beat the White Sox 2-3. <laughs> um, they are 21-19. and 19. That puts them in second place, few games behind Texas. Offensively, they've got the third-worst OPS in the major leagues and the sixth-fewest homers. They don't strike out much, though, and uh, they don't walk much either. They have an average amount of stolen bases, and the Cubs have scored 22 more runs. But how sick are you all of hearing about the Cubs' run differential when... <laughs> Which actually took quite a hit last two games. But uh their bullpen is pretty good. Um they have a three thirty three earned run average. That's fifth in the in Major League Baseball. Average amount of strikeouts, average amount of homers. They do not walk a lot. Um defensively, they don't commit a lot of errors. Their dur is slightly below average. Um and the Cubs have the fourth best dur. So we're all really excited about that. That's defensive efficiency ratio. How many outs you get that you can actually control with your defense. Uh, Their catchers have the third best caught stealing. The Cubs just a tick behind at sixth because there's a bunch of teams tied for third. And today we're going to be facing, uh, tonight I should say, tonight we're going to be facing The uh, Framber Valdez with our very own Jamison Tyone. Jamison Tyone is coming back from injury. Only 5.2 innings pitched over the last two games since coming back from those two and a half weeks off. And it hasn't gone that well. He's given up seven runs in those 5.2 innings. And his ERA has ballooned up to six... 641 although his FIP is 364 so look for that to improve (laughs) uh let's see how do the Astros do against him pretty darn well Martin Maldonado seen him the most he's four for ten with a home run Jordan Alvarez has a homer as does Alex Bregman and Kyle Tucker so in 66 total plate appearances they are slashing 344 394 639 for a 1.033 ops so let's hope we get a little regression to the mean because those numbers are absolutely terrible framber valdez he's been doing great he's got a 238 era on the season last time he went out there against the angels he went eight innings gave up only three hits in one run it was a homer and he struck out 12. that was his high of the season but he's also managed to strike out nine twice and eight once and seven once so the cubs have their work really cut out for them in this one uh, side note eight innings pitched last time only 99 pitches so incredibly efficient uh, with his 12 strikeouts as well. So, that's just a hell of a hell of a pitcher. And as far as the Cubs have seen him, not a whole lot, and I've got bad news for everybody, which is in the 15 plate appearances, 1-5, not 50, 15, the Cubs have no hits, zero hits, although uh they do have one walk and it came from Patrick Wisdom. Uh they have a 133 OPS for the exact same reason. Uh, Bellinger and Mancini, I've seen them four times. That is the most. They don't have hits. So, not going, uh, really not going so great. I mean, we could just run into a buzzsaw with this one. We have our work cut out for us. The Astros are on the rise, and they're, they just uh, took two out of three from a Chicago team, hopefully, we can uh, save face for the good guys. Okay. uh, Being a Monday morning, uh, we like to take a look around the league, see what's happening in the standings in the major leagues. Let's start with the AL East. Tampa Bay still leads the way, although they've come back to earth. They're five and five in their last 10. They still have a whopping run differential of one twenty, though. Um, they are 31 and 11 in first place. Baltimore four games back. Then you've got Toronto at 24 and 16. The Yankees 23 and 19. And Boston in last place, but three games over 500 and eight and a half back. In the AL Central, who we just faced, the leader of the Minnesota Twins, who are now 23 and 18, uh, followed by Cleveland. Detroit, who is who three games under, the White Sox, who have uh, 14 wins and 28 losses, twice as many losses as wins, and Kansas City still sitting there at 12 and 30, still not the worst team in baseball, we'll get to that. The NL East features Atlanta leading the pack at 25 and 15. Although 5-5 in their last 10 and have lost 4 straight, Philadelphia is finally back up to 500, and they're 500 in their last 10. They remain 5 games back. Then you have Miami, a half game behind them. The Mets, under 500, though they spent a lot of money for that, and they have a negative run differential of negative 9. And then Washington's played a little bit better. They are now 17 and 23, and five and five in their last ten. Even picked up a little bit of uh, a little bit of ground there. Milwaukee has, well, they've leaped into the first place spot. We all expected this to happen, but they are now 23 and 17 in first place in the NL Central. Pittsburgh is now in second place at 22 and 19, only a game and a half back and uh 2 and 8 in their last 10. Cubs not good. 19 and 21, two under. Cincinnati 18 and 22, so they're nipping at our heels. They're uh Cubs the good news is we're only four games back in the standings. Cincinnati's five games back. And St. Louis, they've been better. They've won their last three games and they are now 16 and 25. Uh, and seven and a half back. So watch out. They're all coming for us. In the NL West, the Los Angeles Dodgers lead the pack now. Arizona was a fluke 26 and 15 on the season so far. Then it comes uh, down to Arizona. San Diego still uh, under 500, three games under, seven games back. San Francisco, oh, they've lost five straight, too. Well, the Dodgers have won five, so sayonara, suckers. Then you've got San Francisco and Colorado pretty much tied for the basement, although Colorado has one more loss. And uh, that's it. You're the worst team in baseball. I Did I even, wait, did I forget to mention the AOS? I think I did. I think I did. Uh, all right. Here's what's happening in the West. Texas leads the pack at 25 and 15. Then it's Houston who we're facing at 21 and 19. The Angels, a game over 500. Seattle has come back to earth. They are 20 and 20, 500. And the worst team in baseball is the Oakland A's at nine and 33. And uh, sorry for skipping around there, but uh, I just must have skipped forward in my brain, which. Tends to happen from time to time for a guy like me who can't hold a thought in his head. Well, there it is. There's your Cubs pod. I don't expect things to go all that well for the Cubs tomorrow night with Framber Valdez on the mound. But, hey, it's baseball. Weird things happen. Maybe we just win anyway. There's your Cubs pod. I hope everybody has a great day. Michael will get you with the recap tomorrow. Spook Spookhog.